Shane. You always had a situation in a big way, man. Hello and welcome to the fucking lockdown podcast <laughs> episode fucking where and fire. 25, 24, 23. How are you? Oh, boy. I'm doing wonderful, mate. Fucking pucker me, old China. Mate, that's that's well good, that is. That is well good. <laughs> We're without Dave today because he's putting out a massive fire in Australia. <laughs> it's spread all the way from Australia to Wareham since january and now you're stuck with us fucking dickheads so all those blinking non-dorsitters coming down here on the weekend doing like really explosive blow-offs and causing fires do you reckon it is or do you reckon it's like just dickheads having a barbecue that are local i'm gonna go with local dickheads (laughs) i'm gonna go with bored teenagers i'm gonna go with a word we're going to see ends in unts. Clunts. Yeah. When I, was a, when I was a wee lad, I used to go to Caulfield School and there was a heath behind it and that used to go up most summers because some fucking knobhead from one of the estates behind it would go up there and set fire to it. You'd have to get the fire engine, go up there, sort it out, the Land Rover... You're going to be able to go up there for a few days. And then it's all black. It was like a running joke, though. It was just like, oh, he's on fire again. Here we yeah. go. Corey Anning's been up there. Fucking set it on fire with his brothers. Happens Ooh. in Port Talbot all the time near the, near the steelworks. They've got these crazy hills. And uh, they're all covered in, like, gorse and heath and whatever else. And the kids just get bored and set those on fire. So they're literally on fire all summer. They're never not on fire. <laughs> Uh, what you're on. What's that, mate? It definitely depends what heath you're on. Like the one in Broadstone behind Jordan's gaff, there is not fires because it's, it's a nice area. Saying that, I've, I walk there pretty much most days and uh, I have been down there numerous times where there's just guys ripping bongs, but it's funny, it, they're polite because I'm <laughs> like slightly older than them. They're Excuse me. Down put it down to turn around like trying to hide it. it's like you can't really hide the smoke the smell the anything but i think it's just, they're yeah, lit up like who, who actually takes their bong out of the house like i you know back in the day i never took my bong out of the house that was just an indoors thing to do you know <laughs> i don't know man it's what about down here, sir? yeah so we take our bongs outside <laughs> what if you are what if it's an emergency and you need to fashion the shotty bottle that is a purely <laughs> outdoor. But your parents are still in. <laughs> well, yeah. Or a potato bong. You can only, you know, you might have to pick a potato. 
What's a potato bog? <laughs> it's literally a pipe made out of a potato. Yeah. No way. What, you chisel yeah. a hole through the match on the potato? Yeah, yeah that's very, amazing. Very easy to carve into a usable shape. And that's apples amazing. as well. I've, I've done it with an apple. I know, but it's, you Not know, literally, pe- but potato is a bit better. There's less <laughs> seeds, less like difficult bits, it's less juicy. It's a bit, you know, potato-y, but, you know. You've always have a unique set of skills. <laughs> Very unique. It's not unique, mate. It's just a, it's just a stoner skill. Being teenage. Yeah. When in, yeah. you know, when it, when times are hard, as a teenager, you've got to, you know, right engineer your way into getting stoned. Overcome. Yeah. What's changed this week, then, boys? This well, week. Lockdown's not happening, is it? Yeah, it's over, mate. <laughs> Lockdown. Did you see Bournemouth Beach in. today in the Echo? Yeah. It's absolutely round. <laughs> it's <fucking> unbelievable. <laughs> but people were drawing circles around themselves in the sand, apparently. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> like a devil force field. You yeah. shall not cross the line. Sorry. I mean, um, to be fair, none of those cunts probably have coronavirus, so they're, pro- they're probably fine if they're, if they're local. Mm. Um, but, you know. It only takes one twat to have it, doesn't it? Yeah. Did you beat yeah. the bit on that uh, on the on the echo again? I hate quoting the echo because it's like a cack. But um, uh, Lulworth Cove, one of the residents down there was um was having a right go because thousands of the pe- of people descended on Lulworth Cove, and he was getting people knocking on his door, offering him money to park on his driveway because there was no parking. Like you know, they were offering him fifty pound, twenty pound. He was just like. What is going on? I have people urinating that, in hedges. That was it, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. crazy. And there was gridlock on the way uh, from Devon, wasn't there? Really? Yeah, so there was actual gridlock traffic from Devon to Dorset. Uh, well, there always is, to be fair. <laughs> it's always pretty shit. But... Jesus. Well, KFC's um... open now, isn't it? That's gridlock. Yeah. Is it? Shit. Yeah. I know Starbucks. One at Ferndown. Crazy. Yeah, I do miss junk food though. I miss like I was talking to my brother was it yesterday, and we were just saying, well, you know, what's the only thing we really miss? And I was like, well, you know, big bacon XL with some nacho cheese bites. That's that's pretty much it. And cuddles, of course, we miss cuddles. But you know, fast food's a winner. I miss fire fire up a curry now. Jiu jitsu and live jiu jitsu. And cinema. Yeah, cinema. And swimming. And naked bathing. And going to a spa. And going outside and touching your fellow man. I miss, yeah, I miss going around the supermarket normally. Like without <laughs> yeah. having to do the awkward shuffle around. Yeah. The looking to make sure if someone's like super aware of you or them thinking that you're being overly aware and the dirty daggers that people give you if you're too near their space or if they're too near your space. And I got I got it's... started on last week. Did I tell you about that? Did I tell you about it last week? No. Did started no. on me in, in the co-op? Did I tell you about it? No. So local co-op here, Coal Hill Co-op, very small co-op. That was dangerous Tiny. in there, mate. Dangerous, mate. They, they set up a one-way system with some arrows which you don't even start until you go halfway around so you don't even know in the one-way system. So I realised I was in a one-way system, but I forgot some meat, so I had to go back to like near the beginning. So I uh, looked around the corner, there was no one there, so I walked towards the meat, 
open up the freezer, no one there, two meter distance. Got my meat in my um, in my little trolley, which is a basket, not a trolley. And Smallman is like, excuse me, it's a one-way system. I said, I'm so sorry. It's a one-way system. I said, well, I'm not, I'm not near you. It's one way. I said, I'm so sorry. So I, I left, um, paid for my stuff. She had paid for my her stuff before me. Went outside. She had a massive, like, um, must have been a Land Rover or something, parked over the curb, over double yellow lines, blocking the whole <laughs> path. But I just thought, what the hell? You know what I mean? Giving me loads of jip. And then you're breaking about a million laws. So yeah. I just, I tried to give her like dagger stairs through the window. But she, she wouldn't look at me. That was my story. That was a good one. You get another one. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it is funny just... how people are always on their high horse about the randomest things, yet don't abide the rules themselves. It's nuts. It's so strange. You see that interview on telly where that woman's like, no, I've travelled an hour to get here. It's like yeah. the beach. And then yeah. um, she goes, I can't believe there's so many other people here. <laughs> the, the, uh, the interview is like looking at her like, what are you on about? You just said you, you've done it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. are nuts. Travelled like an hour and a half and then yeah. sits on the beach fucking whinging because everyone like, else has done the same. Yeah. Amazing. People live in East Cliff and West Cliff because they want to live next to the beach. Like that's their... Yeah. That's their area of recreation, isn't it? So like, if they all go out yeah. at the same time, the beach is full. It's, yeah. It's fucking retarded. And why would you go yeah, to, of nice. all the places you could go for a little, like, oh, I know, let's 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 go on our first day out. Why would you pick Bournemouth fucking beach? I don't know. I think it's got a mystique to people that aren't, don't live it. Like, um, well, I used to live in West Supermare. Everyone used to go to West Supermare. And I'm like, what are you playing at? The same, oh. same thing here. For the yeah. Grand Pier. The Grand, Grand Pier. Pier. You've seen it. You've seen the Magnificent voice. <laughs> you know the power. It's very Grand. Grand. Le Grand Pier. Yeah, that's no, crazy. I think we're, but also we're probably quite spoiled because we live here. We take it for granted, don't we? The woods and the beach, we sort of. We are. We are lucky. That's yeah. just like, ah, for us. We know, we know, I mean, we, we take it for granted. I suppose for people living in big urban cities, it's probably like, a, like heaven. Oh, yes, the beach. We think about it, we're like what two and a half, three hours from London, or yeah. thereabouts. You know, that's that's kind of nothing to them. They just pop down for the day. So, yeah, but they don't you know. really. People from London don't generally leave London because they've got too much good shit to do in London. Apart from when it's on lockdown. Yeah, <clears> then they're like, let's go to the fucking beach. They got Southend. Southend Pier, mate. Isn't yeah. Southend just pebbles though? It's like, just little... shit. It's yeah. got fish. No one cares though, do they? It's just a shit place. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go there. Mind you, I don't really like the beach. I don't like the, the sand gets everywhere. I grew up near the beach, so I'm sort of a bit used to it. But um, like just sand just really gets on my tits. I'd, r- I'd rather go to the to the woods or the open countryside, you know. I like the beach when it's like thousands of miles away on an island, and it's nice water. But yeah. When you're when you're down sandbanks in July and it's just fucking thousands of people everywhere. Yeah. What I think what pisses me off the most is the amount of rubbish that people leave and it's impossible for the council to clear it up. So oh, by yeah. the by the end of the week it's just a fucking shit tip. Yeah. And you just think like, I don't remember it being like that when I was a kid. No, it wasn't. People have gone ignorant now, I think. It was ignorant, yeah. completely ignorant. And the council have based pretty much the whole of, I mean, I guess it's always been that way, but even more so lately, they're so um, dependent on that incoming dollar 
to keep Bournemouth the con like sort of the holiday economy going. Yeah. I mean the amount of people that are just day trippers that have got no invested you know they don't invest in the community so why should they give a fuck if they throw their coke can on the beach or cigarette ends in the sand they're not coming back and there's that mentality with a lot of them especially when they think that you know burying a instant barbecue is a way to dispose of it <laughs> it's just yeah. like now nah. <laughs> out of sight yeah. out of mind yeah. what's that put it in some bury it in some dry twigs mate yeah stick it on the heathland it'll be all right Put it, put it under some dry twigs, and let Jordan piss on it. And put it out. <laughs> so what There's else was everywhere? Um, I don't really know. To be honest, I've I've given up with it. Yeah, it's it's been harder to um, like I I, I rarely turn like go to the news now and just check out what's going on. The only thing I pay attention to is the death rate. Because I think the death rate today is what one six five. Yesterday was five hundred and thirty or there so. So the death rates all over the place. It'd be, it'd be yes. good if the, maybe they push the infection rate rather than the death rate. It'd be nice to see the infection rate dropping more than like people dropping dead. It's like we said before, they're, they're not testing enough people, so they they can't. The numbers are just skewed at the minute. Wasn't there? So, um, wasn't there a question time where the guy who was being asked about the tests didn't know the correct number? He knew the number of tests that were taken, but not the number of people that were taken. And he got the number completely wrong. They had to correct him multiple times. And then when they said the number, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the number. Yeah, that's the number. It's like, surely if you're on a panel, you should know. But no, I don't think there's enough testing. and I don't think there's clear a clear pool yet. Yeah. They're getting a, a bit better, aren't they? But it's not, it's not good enough. I mean, compared to other countries that have got like legitimate test track and trace systems in place and have done since March. You know, we had like we had two months to prepare and then we just done fuck all. Like that document Mickey sent around earlier was interesting. Yeah. Almost as interesting as that video he followed it up with. That was more interesting the video. Yeah. Well, that was that's people going to Dirtle Door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking a shit. Yeah, because <laughs> the toilets and the beach are full up. Fucking savages. Ab- fucking animals. Oh, it's that um, captain got a knighthood, didn't he? That's yeah. the other thing that happened. Captain Tom. Captain Tom. Yeah, it's good the death rate's going down there because it is showing, you know, if you take an average, weekly average, it is dropping. But then I'm sure it might spike up again. Well, they're, they're bracing for the second spike, aren't they? That's what they're, yeah. they're saying. The next peak is coming. As long as we're allowed to train yeah. safely, from two meters yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, we a, well that's, that's a change. There don't seem this, to be any light this though, time last it? week. It, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. If you look at Italy and Spain and France, Germany, so we're obviously behind them. They're sort of coming out of it now. Mm. So, um, like Italy and that, they're now. Um, allowed to meet groups of 10 people yeah meals in your house and that kind of stuff sports oh, are back on the bubble yeah, that's nice yeah, can you, the can bubble, you not be in yeah. my group of 10 so i can i can come to the club we can have food there roll around a bit It'd be lovely yeah i think that's what happened we'll end up having loads of groups of 10 i can't have a group of only 10 people though but if you can meet up in groups of 10 people that'd be pretty good but i couldn't i couldn't yeah, that's what france is doing yeah individuals France have got that 
you can meet 10 people anytime, any 10, whereas Belgium are doing a bubble. So you've got to pick 10 people. Yeah, that's retarded. I literally couldn't see my brothers and sisters and their kids and my mum and dad. If that was the case. Well, pick yeah. 10 people is confusing because yeah. what if the the 10 people you've chosen, I mean, it's have they got to choose you? and They have to choose the same 10, I believe. Yeah, it's like eight, eight out of 10 have to be the same or something. So, so it's, it's basically family. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. George, you'd be in that situation as well. There's more than 10 of you, isn't there? Yeah, well, we've already talked about our bubble. So it would essentially be my in-laws, my brother-in-law, and then my sister and her and my nephew and then my other brother. But there's some who we've cut off. So I'm from a family of six. We all have partners. So, you know, we're choosing two siblings out out of that, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to do it here. No. I think it would just be, you know, my prediction. We'll look at this in a couple of weeks. I think end of this month is going to be one-to-one training. We'll be back. And then uh, middle of June, they'll start opening up retail and stuff. And um, I think when they open the hairdressers, July the 4th, I think, was the, the date. Cinemas, sports training, and that's it. What's that in the Premier League, Cronk? When's that back on? I'm not sure. I keep seeing conflicting reports about them just giving Liverpool the title. Um, I mean, it's getting late now. It should have finished already. So I think they should just sack it off and just... Yeah. Is there loads of games left then? Is it like millions of games? I think there was 10 left. Will it be two a week? Is that how they do it? Yeah, but I mean, the players haven't played for you know, three months now. You can't yeah. expect and they have they haven't been training together, so it's difficult to expect them to just suddenly become, you know, overnight just go, right boys, you're you know, superstar athletes again. Um you know, play three games a week. They just get injured so quick. Yeah. So I think they're just Pussies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <They're>, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're it's top level, isn't it? It's the highest level yeah. in the world. So it's yeah. So, yeah, there's 10 games left, so I guess they'll just suck it off. The Formula Reckon 1 is going is to be like, there's loads of races that have just completely cancelled, that are like yeah. held in cities where it's, it would just be impossible to yeah. um, to manage it. So they're just doing, the ones that are in like purpose-built tracks will probably go ahead and they'll just be empty stadiums. Empty tracks, sorry. So you'll just have to basically, so I'm a member of the, the um, British Motor Racing Marshals Club. Nice. Um, which I go and do sometimes with my old man, and they've sent out some information today, basically, that they're gearing up for uh, some courses and stuff on how to do marshalling and stay you know, stay safe and stay distant from each other. So you can't go racing without marshals, so they'll need those oh, cool. there. Are, um, you into, are you into, like, Formula One and bits and bobs like that? Yeah, yeah, massively. Oh, oh right, I had no idea. But they, um, yeah, so it, it'll be empty. But they, in, when generally when you're marshalling, you're on like a post. So you'll just be on a post with like two or three other blokes, maybe up to five blokes. And I guess you'll all just have to stand two metres apart in your little mm. orange jackets. And... So here's a question for Fivia. The uh, likelihood of a vaccine appearing anytime soon is slim to none. Yep. After what we've discussed about the beach rack kind of stuff, 
more people are potentially infected, potentially more people are going to die. So the virus is going to be around a long time. Would you go back to normal life, knowing what you know now, i.e., young, fit, healthy, not that high? Would you accept that risk and just go straight back into normal life, or would you voluntarily stay in your lockdown? I don't think I don't think it is going to be like back to normal life till at least next year. Really, <clears throat> you're going to have social distancing measures in shops until like Christmas when they can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, I I think I I think they've you know correctly they've anticipated the worst, locked us down, got everything prepped and realised that it's probably, obviously, horrendous people are dying, not not taking that away from anyone, but then realising, yeah, we've gone, we've maybe spaffed our load too quick because it's the second wave is going to come, third wave, fourth wave. The economy's devastated. It's going to get more and more devastated. Cash is gone. Can't You can't spend cash in there anymore. Everyone's cards. Yeah. It, it, it's, becoming, it's becoming crazy. They're going to have to let you know, take jujitsu away from it, but they're gonna have to let everyone go back to work pretty soon, or it's gonna be dire stuff. Yes, yeah, I think, um, like you said, Ad, you know, the, I think they blew their wad a bit too quickly, um, especially with all those field hospitals. You know, the, the Excel saw what 40, 40 people, and then it sort of went back into hibernation, unless you know, like you say, they prep for the worst. So, like, yeah, come this winter when everybody yeah. starts dropping like flies, which yeah. I think this winter is going to be sent from hell, to be honest, because I think if we're ever going to get a peak, it's going to be flu season times 10, isn't it, really? Yeah. Well, I, I read a paper when this first <laughs> came out in my in my geek ways, and they said about, um, I don't know the technical term, but, like, rolling lockdown. So you're out for, like, 30 days, then you're back in for 50 days, then you're out for 30 days, and they do it like that. I like don't think they can do 18 that. Eighteen months. I, I think if they were to do that, you, you'd be looking at such huge societal change. Like the economies now, you can just blow, you can kiss capitalism goodbye. What are they looking at then? A mountain of debt that probably could be never paid back. Yeah, but debt's you know, so cheap. Businesses. Now they don't suck, do they? Yeah. Well, the money, money's don't worry about money. They can just create money. Yeah. They can, but they still want it to be paid back. You know, they're not they're knocking furlough on the head in October. Yeah, so they say now until everyone's jobs that they they can they can just borrow money at the interest rate that the Bank of England gives it to them at, and then pay the minimum payment for the next five thousand years. Like yeah. we still haven't paid back the money from World War One. We still haven't paid back money from the Boer Wars. The Yanks still owe money from the Civil War. You know, you just they just never pay it back. It's by the time we've by the time it's like twenty fifty that you know. In, if we ever get some inflation again, it'll be mm. the payments will be so low that they just it'll be negligible. They won't give a fuck. I might try that with my mortgage. Well, that's that's what the idea is, isn't it? That over time your mortgage payments are, are less and less and less to their insignificance, and you've paid so much of it off that you know it's your house is worth four. Well, I don't know, like forty percent more than when you bought it. Mm. Um. So negative you, interest when, rates yeah. they pay you they pay you to have the money that's what Cheers, they had mate. in japan wasn't it yeah. so do you reckon it's the death of cash though do you think that's it now 
that's been planned for a long time. I but, think, um, like everyone said, it's they planned it for a long time, but um, say on a scale of one to ten, we were probably at five. We're now at probably eight. So it's moved us all the way along. To case yeah. in point, I went a little today to get some food. Opposite my work. Had a whole load of change I wanted to get rid of. So I usually put it in the self-service and then pay my card. None of them would accept cash. Yeah. So what are you paying at? It feels um, a bit alien now to have a £20 note in my wallet. I do have to admit, yeah. if I've got cash in my wallet, it just kind of sits there. I'd never really gave, remember to spend it. You just gave it all to me, mate, didn't you? And that's what I was trying to get rid of. That was actually that cash. So uh, I guess that's true. I gave you some shrapnel. Yeah, well, you need some jump on Monzo, mate. I'll just I'll pay you for privates on Monzo. No, mate. Black economy. I had a gypsy round. I had a gypsy <laughs> come round today and take away some rubble, and I paid him in cash. Did you? But he loved it, mate. Yeah. Did you buy a dog of it? Big Nick. He likes cash. Does he? Yeah. Is he going to buy a dog of it? No. You like dogs. Uh, dogs. So, everyone, what's everyone's work's doing then? Any changes to work? Got some meeting in a couple of weeks. Um, to say what's going on but we've basically been told that we're not going back in the office till 1st of September the earliest yeah. although there are people in the office so. yeah we are um the university sort of gearing up for social distancing on campus which is kind of going to be interesting um and that involves like me and my work colleagues trying to distance in the office so yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun few months when we get back. Um, but I think I'm, I think they'll probably just want us back in July, because um, we've got to prep everything for the new year coming in. Get everything nice. Did Did I read? Um, Cambridge was saying all oh, this term, September onwards, social distancing, remote viewing, Zoom classes. Did I read that right? Or am I Am I imagining it? No, they probably are going to do that. I'm sure there'll be some sort of online-based learning, um, as long as the learning outcomes are met and everybody's, you know, kind of producing the work they should. I guess it could be done, but it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a feat to pull off. Uh, well, those but, platforms are getting better and better, aren't they? They're yeah. adding more and more things every week, and the way they're all delivered now is, I mean, Zoom's a bit different because you. You have a client and you accept whether you want the upgrade or not. But things like Teams, you just it just is upgraded. You, you know, every time you turn it on, there's some new feature that you're poor. Where are they all hosted, Croc? Are they hosted over here or, or abroad? Uh, well, they're in in the cloud in Microsoft's cloud, which is which is whatever data center is closest to you. Mm. So they couldn't like turn, you know, just thinking worst case scenario. There's a war, an economic war, so they can just turn it off. Uh, well, it wouldn't be in their interest to turn it off. They just rebrand it and deliver it to you as something else. I expect from a different company yeah. name. But, yeah, I mean, they could, they could technically just turn off the data centers. Yeah, I mean, they like it's it's cloud, but it's all it is yeah. all physical. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, they're just yeah. in a massive farm somewhere in Amsterdam or something, probably. Yeah. What about you, George? What's happening with your your jobs? 
Absolutely, nothing has changed other than if I do a initial site meeting, most of the time it's through the window. So clients just kind of open their window and we have a chinwag through. Hello, mate. Very, very lengthy emails. I mean, one thing I will say is it is quite difficult to convey information sometimes. So, for example, if I've done a couple of sort of uh, garden plans, um, large scale, normally what I do is I send a couple of concepts over and then they'll kind of look at what what concepts, elements they like and try and amalgamate it into a more finalised plan. But it's difficult to kind of convey things remotely. So normally I'd sit down with the client and point and gesture and all that sort of stuff. Whereas now it's kind of just lengthy text things where the client's trying to explain, okay, I want this from concept four, but only the left hand side next to the right wall by the plant. And it's oh. just really difficult. I mean, it's working, but it just means like I have to be a bit more thorough now when kind of reading and understanding. Yeah. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, my day to day hasn't really changed massively. Like, you know, I, I don't really visit people very often, even before lockdown. And now it's kind of like maybe once or twice a week, I'll go out. Yeah. Is there the people you work for now, have they um, got rid of anyone or think they'll get rid of them because they've learned to live without them, so to speak? No, not at all. I mean, the company who I uh, mainly work for, they, yeah, like nothing's really changed with them either. Like, you know, it's all a very tight knit community. Like a couple of the guys are related, so not much change there anyway. You know, they socially distance. It's been a bit more difficult for supplies, etc. But no, nobody's at risk. Nobody's been at risk. And yeah, we've never been busier. Happy days, mate. How about you? Still in the office. Just it. Still in the office, mate. We'll bomb us off. Um, so the, all our guys are furloughed in a minute, but um, we've got a skeleton crew still running in a Thames, still operating. So, um, yeah, pricing jobs. It, it just, um, I think meetings are dead. Face to face meetings are never going to come back because that was always a bone of contention with me. You drive somewhere for like three hours, sit in for like a half an hour meeting, and yeah. then drive home again. And that's, that's your day done. Absolutely pointless, isn't it? Yeah, pointless now. And now everyone's being forced to use Teams and Zoom and Skype. Those days will never come back. Yeah, it's it's so much more productive, in my opinion. Yeah. Like you can be on yeah. the phone with someone while you're doing something else. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, it's it's rude, you know. And and I I've been in loads of meetings where people are sat there and you're having a conversation with them. And they're not fucking listening to you. They're just typing no. emails. They're writing it. You know, and they want to go. They want to go. They don't want to be yeah. in there. And it's yeah. it's a you know especially if there's a load of management in there, like the amount of money yeah. that's being wasted on all those people being in a yeah. room together. Whereas, yeah, at least if they're on the yeah. phone, it's. And I found as well, it's like the, it's good if the information is kind of non-essential to your role. But it's, I mean, there's so many meetings out there where you just sit in and. You, you have to hear the perspective of other departments or things like that. And you're like, oh, man, you know, you're clock watching when you are in actually, you actually are in those meetings because you've got a shitload of stuff to do. Now you can just motor on, crack on with the emails and you've got yeah. them in your ear. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think that this whole shift to sort of online is a lot more productive than sitting in a board boardroom, boardroom and being, you know, having soggy sandwiches and like really bad coffee coming. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think like uh, like third party providers with you know software, websites, and salesmen—they've been doing it for years, and it's worked really well. 
but it's you know us the, the bigger sort of juggernauts that have just you know like been chugging along with office staff and big buildings that are costing them a fucking fortune every month are now hopefully going to go hang on a minute why have I got a building over five floors yeah yeah it's, I think it's going to be an age thing as well because I know a lot of older people they um, equate sort of presence with time and efficiency so i.e. if you're the first person in with your coat behind your behind your desk and you're the last person to leave you're busy you're really you're a good boy you know, that person might have done nothing all day, written one email because they're thick, or you know done whatever. Whereas now, you know, you can be judged on your productivity and what you get done. And driving, yeah. driving ten hours for a meeting and driving back again, just ain't gonna wash anymore. It's pointless. Yeah, like, but it's also like, it's, sorry, go on, job. I was just gonna say it's quite funny, sort of to bring it back to Japan like I always do. <laughs> it's quite funny how the custom over there is, you know, the work days are very, very long and it's considered a sign of hard work if you fall asleep at your desk. So like Yeah, uh, they've they've got a really toxic working culture over there, haven't they? Uh, like work <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing, like after work, if someone offers you to go to like offers to go out for a drink and it's your boss or someone higher than you you can't refuse it that's part of your role it's crazy Jeez. you're supposed to get shit faced don't you that's the salary man yeah. yeah that's the game yeah i saw that on james may's uh fucking adventure out there that he did a couple of months ago sounds like hell yeah <clears throat> that's part what's of the your, game um, what, what's your tie to japan then jordan have you been over there on holiday what's uh oh, did uh, you not know uh, she's not there, mate. She's not there, she <laughs> no. Oh, my God, mate. <laughs> what? Uh, I went on a secret mission. She's not there, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, hell. I've only yeah. known you lot since last September. Didn't you know, mate? But, oh, mate. I, don't know, I, I know nothing. I know mate, nothing. Don't you know what happened in Japan? Stays in Japan. <laughs> I'm a legend in Japan. <laughs> You've got a cool pit, profile picture of you and Agatha over there with like samurai hats on. I know that. That was me. That's me. I was the shogun. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, like Don Kilioni. Legit, I just like love Japan. Like we do. <laughs> he went there for I, a month. I never actually pinned as a weeb. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> a, a weeb in the sense where it's all kawaii culture and that sort of stuff. More like the feudal Japan historical and like architecture and stuff like that tickles the pickle. That's cool. So you don't have an anime body pillow? Uh, no, I have a wife instead. Fantastic. But she has an anime <laughs> body pillow. Yeah, but Ooh. an anime body pillow of me. <laughs> with, but with big tits. Yeah. I'm a big yeah full-on armour. <laughs> nice. Japan. Right, so we should probably ask these questions to Adam now, shouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. What are your questions? About the size of my. So I'll ignore me. So Adam, uh, you know you're changing lifestyle and maybe sort of the glimmer of normality. How have you found your one-to-one training sessions so far? And is it nice to see the familiar faces? And do you feel like the one-to-one training has been easy to teach from a distance? Very good question. So. Um, if people don't realise, you're, you're now allowed to do one-to-one training with a qualified individual outdoors 
as long as you're two meters away and obey correct hygiene so we've got the mats outside the gym basically um big matted area um with a big bit of space it's been really nice seeing everyone um a bit weird to start with because even when i saw dave saw dave first and he um on the least racist man in the world but he came out and i was like who's that he's like it's some brown man but it was dave because he's got a bit of a suntan but um it's it was just weird to see him <laughs> and he was like he's like hello mate and I was like, who's that what yeah. governor I've he come. put his lights on, didn't he? Yeah, he put his lights on. I've come, I've come from London, mate. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was weird to see him. Um, good to see Sea Dog and the rest of the people face to face. Um, but what is hard is um not to you know shake hands, hug, pretend to kiss. Do you feel like the usual? alert almost like a sort of anxiety about it like just overly cautious of that sort of stuff no which is weird because uh, that was my fear my big fear about coming back long term would be you know, physically grappling with someone would be weird but um so so uh, i'll expand on my question a little bit so when i'm when i'm in the supermarket for example i'm like whoa don't touch me bro and you try and keep distance whereas when you're around when i was around the gym that wasn't there, that feeling at all. So I think the the swap back would be very, very easy. Yeah. Um, I think literally thoughtless. We've all been inside now, generally, for a long time. So you would yeah. you would think we'd be all right, especially if it, if it's generally not being spread anymore. But yeah, yeah like you say, it's it's when one person gets it, do yeah. we do we lock them inside? quick enough whereas we weren't before where we, we were just waiting until they showed yeah. symptoms that were bad enough to go to hospital well we're more aware now um we've got some plans for the gym which we'll expand upon near the time but we've got um thermometers that shoot on your head um <laughs> so we've got we've got them up and running um we'll have all plans in place but yeah it's it's, it's quite weird um teaching one-to-one because from a distance because um most people got what i said straight away it's giving people movements concepts things to do whereas um when people were doing it wrong usually i'd say stop being a dick and put your arm here or your leg there or do that. you know what i mean and when you have to describe to someone move your left hand one inch to the left one inch to the right <laughs> and then they move their right hand or yeah. that, that's where it becomes tricky but um you know, for the the adults, it'd be a lot easier because we can have a chat about stuff as well. So that's yeah. not necessarily, you know, movement esque. And for the younger, you know, for the children, they bring their their parents. They can get involved in their parents and get a taste of it. Really. That's um, nice. Yeah, it it's it's interesting though because I I'm I'm using it as a bit of a um, almost a gap analysis of people's games. So I've already spotted. I'm not going to mention any names, but. I've got a little list in my brain of um, people's gaps and it's glaringly obvious the more and more I can spend I, I know people I know most people's games anyway but I'm getting a chance to almost trick people and say do you know this no mate that's a that's a gap which is not a bad thing it's good to grow it's good to work on your gaps and hopefully expand so that and next thing amazing. you did with me 
that that neck exercise. Yeah, that's that's that wasn't it, C Doc, but you just started yourself. Okay. Now you just doubted yourself, mate. That's a weirdo. I always doubt myself. There is no need. It wasn't you, C Doc, but now comes you've with now the, you've, comes with the belt colour, mate. Now you've brought it up, you've got to discuss it. So um C Dog is a Welsh man with a very poor neck musculature. So we yes. need to grow his neck until it's big and strong. But as he's only a one stripe white belt, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, my neck hurts. <laughs> Did you make him do that thing where you stand and after walk, walk in a circle? He no, didn't get that far, no. mate. My neck nearly snapped. He didn't get that far, mate. He was like, he was like level one, one to ten. Well, I thought I was going to die doing that on the solo thing the other day. I, I started doing it. I thought, oh my god, what if I slip? Is there any car in the room? But it was alright. I'm not sure I could do any of that shit at the minute. My neck's still fucked from when that old twat. Drove into the back of me. Yeah, this you'll find out, mate. Like, I've like doing those press ups today. I've got a massive muscular imbalance on my right hand side. It's this is the sort of stuff you're used to when you roll all the time. You get used to it, don't you? You know when you've got a ding in your body, you're sort of aware of it. Now we're sitting down and not doing anything. It's a bit harder to tell. Is that just because of all the wanking you do on the other side? It's going to say, mate. Yeah. What what hand do you write with, Adam? <laughs> I um I use both. For writing and wanking. And be wankstress. And be wankstress, mate. I sit on my hands. Well, first of all, I paint my, toe, paint my nails. Then I sit on my hands. Then I use them both. <laughs> <laughs> That's how do real men do. Do you, do you shave your arms as well? Yeah, I do. You've got yeah, no, private pers- pers- We're good. Hands <laughs> rest, so. well, this wrist is fixed now. I can't wait. That's why I can't wait to go back rolling. Because I'm, I'm up for about the first time about, I don't know, six months to a year I'm going to be able to use my left hand which is amazing I can't like undo jam jars or anything with my fucked up hand still because I can't grip it with my thumb it's still like retarded and it tries to pop out that was on um, when Wallace came down wasn't it yeah yeah is that with Jim Fox Piss yeah yeah scumbags mate scumbags I can't believe it fucking white belts Grappling Industries two days later, like Mate, I've never, I'm just not meant to do Grappling Industries. Every time I fucking sign up for one, something horrendous happens. Fucking well, coronavirus. Um, I'd be interested with those guys because they're um they got quite big and quite popular quite quickly. Yeah. Last eighteen months or so, and it'd be um, I bet they probably bought on a whole load, load of new staff and stuff to keep it going as you do a business. Hopefully they come back. Yeah, I mean they've got. Um, I think the the first one. I mean, they were they were doing them in America up until like the last fucking minute. Like people yeah. were still competing, and I think that was pretty much the last comp in England, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That was because that's when I was feeling a bit Tom Dick. And yeah. There was only one. There was only one person in my category in the morning, and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to go all the way. Out. I phoned you know, I phoned him up and cancelled it properly, but I said, I'm not going to go all the way out there to potentially have no fights. I'm feeling Tom Dick anyway. Yeah. But Agatha, was dead, wasn't it? Agatha had a temperature and fucking as yeah. soon as Jordan pulled out the rest of us yeah. <laughs> pulled out like that. That yeah. that Jordan's bail was more contagious than the coronavirus. Yeah, it's it fucking hilarious. Yeah. But it made yeah, sense. Want... I think yeah. everyone was a bit nervous about it, just no one wanted to have made yeah. it the day. Yeah, it wasn't that busy either, I don't think. I think everyone had the same same idea. But it'd be, that'd be interesting with competitions coming back because I know there's certain people have got competitions on in June. No chance. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. 
He'll ju- the, they'll just move everyone's entry to October, though, you know. Yeah, well, for them, isn't it? But I, yeah, I want to do the Abu, uh, the ADCC trials, which are in October in Moldova. But, um, you know what I mean? If the gyms aren't open soon, I'm not going to do it. If the gym's open on, like, August the 29th, and then I'm competing August the 3rd, because I'll just get killed. So it's not really... I think it's always, like... I mean, I would like... I'd like to go to the Euros in January just to experience it. But I get the feeling it's going to be absolutely fucking heaving. If it's on, it's going to be unbelievable because the worlds aren't going to be on. The pans have, haven't been on. Everybody's going to be get... shit though, Croc. Everybody's going to be suffering sort of lockdown, sort of hazy in their tech, aren't they? The, the, the thing is now... People are training now behind, behind closed yeah. doors. You know, that's their choice. Now, my my view on it has actually changed over time. If you want to train with someone and you do it behind closed doors, well, no one knows. That's your right. That's your human right as a person. Now, it's, it's not hurting anyone. That's on you. You've made, an, you've made an arrangement with another person to train. That's on you. It's like if you... You know, people have been going around people's houses for parties and stuff. Same thing. You know what I mean? Um, Business-wise, different story. But then, it's it's so quick how they said it's lockdown, it's not lockdown. You know what I mean? When they suddenly say you can go back to the gym, everyone's going to come back. So nothing's really changed. Uh-huh. But, but then, but I'm, I'm quietly confident that we're, we'll be back July, August. But do you think, because we've all been separated for a long period of time, when we inevitably do come back to the gym, if someone gets ill with something that's not corona-related, how quickly do you think that's going to spur people kind of self-isolating? Everyone, I can tell you now, almost for a fact, one week of everyone coming back, everyone will have a cold, everyone will have, like, mild flu, not from coronavirus, so just because we haven't been mingling imbibing each other germs we've been in our relatively clean houses our own filth which we get used to living in not other you know it's 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 to have other people's germs in you all the time as long as you don't die yeah but it's um it it will be very interesting to see how because you know i'm me i react in a certain way how everyone reacts when they are Right, you're in a class now, guys. Line up. Right, drill the partner. Numbers. You know what I mean? That first initial touching someone, not you know, physically touching someone. That would be the weird, you know, shaking everyone's hand as you come in the door. You know, if we have to do solo training and stuff, that'll be a, a, a reset of your brain. You know, not come in and shake someone's hand. It'd be come in and stand in the stand in the corner. It's weird, isn't it? Like, even though we're not seeing other people, like, I've had a cold the last week, and so is Jesse. Yes, yeah. And I, and I, I thought, I thought it was hay fever, to be honest, but then my nippers had it as well. But then, you know, and I, and I was thinking while he had it, I was like, oh, that's good, because obviously I've picked it up when I've gone shopping or something, or I've picked it up just around <clears> the house. <throat> but that's good, because it's good that Jesse's got it, because obviously he's young and his immune system will... Um, will you know benefit from that 
yeah. and I start yeah. thinking about all these kids that have been, you know, like that are, he's eight months, nearly nine months old. They've been inside now for nearly three months. They've not. Yeah. They're not going to have the immune response that they would to a lot of shit. And luckily, I guess it's spring and summer when they wouldn't be getting a lot of shit anyway. But, yeah. You know how long is it... he? Is he breastfed, mate? Because that, yeah. that helps an awful lot, doesn't it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's like um, slightly divergent, but still the same thing. Like in the in the war and stuff, when all the people living in urban cities went out to the countryside, they all got really healthy. Not just because they're eating good food and stuff, but because they're exposed to dirt. You know what I mean? If you're if you're in a in a flat and you never go outside because you're locked in, whereas all our stuff here, with the kids, you know what I mean? I bet you take them for walks and that sea dog in the woods in the park. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do that. You know, my missus takes the kids out. I take them out. They run around in the mud to get muddy. If you live in like a London or Birmingham or somewhere like that, you go from walk around the block, and you, and that's it. Yeah. Never never get exposed to anything. I'm probably the healthiest I've been for years. I've like years and years. I've but I'm I'm actually managing to get out in the sun an awful lot and I can I can work out for much longer than I used to because I'm not sat at a desk, you know, letting all the blood flow to my feet for like 8 hours a day. I'm going to so, kill you when you come back training. Mate, I'll be so fast you won't be able to catch me I'd won't be able to catch Mate, me. I'll just, I'll just touch your neck once and see your neck break. <laughs> now, after your guidance, I'm going to come back and look like the juggernaut. You watch. I'm just going to grab your key, gently caress it like that, bang, you've gone conscious. I can't wait. <laughs> I literally can't wait. I'm looking forward to like the just sheer agony that I get put in for like the next six months for the shit that I've been giving Adam over the last three when we're demonstrating techniques I know I'm absolutely (laughs) fucked it's like (laughs) but I mean it'll only last for a couple of weeks before Thanos starts talking shit again and he ends up in the middle game oh mate he's he's gonna be an emotional wreck isn't he when he comes back (laughs) Uh, have you guys been uh dream fighting jujitsu a lot mate actually I had a fucking dream (laughs) last night that we were doing the first comp back right and I'd forgotten my gi and I hadn't weighed myself the entire like you know lead up to it and hadn't trained we just all decided to go and do a fucking comp with no training and we were still at this comp and um George you said to me oh mate you've got to go and fucking weigh in and I was like weigh in I thought we just all had like this gentleman's agreement that we would just stick you know <laughs> just enter at the weight that we thought we were and just crack on you're like no you've got to fucking go and weigh in and I was running and running and running and running and running up and down like this fucking sports hall, trying to borrow a gi off someone at the same time. And then these two little girls came up to me and went, you're a fat cunt. You're never making weight. Just kill yourself. <laughs> and now I got disqualified from the competition for being a fat cunt. <laughs> it was horrible. Fat domino. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I had a similar dream that I forgot my belt. I think it was like in my dreams, it was like the world or something. I forgot my belt. That was it. <laughs> Work up in horror, but that's like the. But I think it's good because people can set goals and they're going to come back and they're going to like it more, appreciate it more, even appreciate the the horrible bits of jitsu. They're going to appreciate more. But like like we've covered in the past, I think the days of people turning up stinking, or um, oh yes, mate, I've trained down the road with Jimmy Bob in his stinking garage this morning. Yeah, mate, you're not training with me. See you later. That's that's what's going to be happening I think a fair bit 
um, you know, the disease transmission pathways, i.e. stinky geese and stinky persons, I think their their days are numbered, really. They were numbered before, but people are going to be a lot more less polite about it and straight to the point. I you think, stink of shit, mate. I'm not rolling with you. Yeah. I think that'll wear off, though, once it's not in the news all the time. Yeah. As soon as it's as soon as it's not the first thing you fucking see on Reddit or Facebook or, and it's not on the yeah. news, people will just, like, forget and just be like... People like yeah. cross-training, don't they? So. Yeah. But, you know, like I've always said, if, if I'm teaching a class, I can't physically come around and smell everyone. I don't do a smell check, so... It, it's often the but you the do partners, a peace check so do a peace check yeah it's the it's the partner's responsibility to you know raise any concerns preferably the partner we're with and if they can't do that come to me and say look mate this geezer's stinking it's you funny get rid of him. isn't it because if someone's got a long nail it's quite easy to say to them mate you need you just yeah. bite that nail off or something you've got one yeah. that's like you know got a bit sharp bit and you're like oh shit okay you bite it off yeah but if someone smells yeah you kind of like Mate, tell me, I've, I've even done privates, like proper privates people, touching, and they're stinking when they come through the door. And you think, oh, my God, I've gone an hour of this. How can I? <laughs> How can I? And very, wanna... <laughs> very British problem of trying not to offend yeah. somebody or upset yeah. them or make them feel yeah. like, discouraged or something like that. But at the yeah. same time, they fucking stink. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've thrown up before in, um, in the past. <laughs> I've seen you throw up because of your own shit, so you've got a, <laughs> you've, you have got a, a, a pretty a pretty sensitive yeah. nose. I have, mate. That's why the new dog come in, clean up the poo, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, oh, no. oh, mate, you're going to suffer through that. Well, it's like... <laughs> It'd be worth it, though, but... <laughs> oh, going to get a little cage from bring him to the gym. I'm going to, like... Suspend them uh, off the ceiling so you can look at everyone rolling. <laughs> go whoop. So I've uh, got it's going to be a good time. You, go on, then, mate. So, what's the worst thing about being a black belt, mate? Um, good question. Um, there's always in the back of your mind. I'm I'm quite um. I prob- one of the things I pride myself on is being sort of ego free. So I can um, give out a fair bit of banter, take a good bit of banter. You know, if I if I do something wrong, get pulled up on it. If if I um, uh, see, I tell them if someone's a pussy, I tell them. If someone's had a shit fight, I tell them. Um, yeah. If someone loses a fight, I tell them. Um, so I expect that back. Um, but sometimes I do have a fight in a competition and then um i fuck it up i do fuck it up for every reason i either get in a position that's impossible to get out of or i try something new which i shouldn't try get beaten up really lose bad and then you think fuck i'm gonna get abused now (laughs) and uh my because because i'm sort of ego free i don't really think of it much more than that but occasionally it does cross my mind like oh my god wouldn't it be easier not to compete just to, just to not compete, just to be like, you know, not calling people out, but you know, loads of black belts don't compete. They just yeah. uh, teach, um, live off a of mythos, uh, you know, a, a mythological 
uh, idea of themselves. It doesn't really exist. Um, yeah. You know, their students are like, wow, he competed in 1978. He must be a mate. But, you know, that that's not the truth. So sometimes through my brain, I think, oh, shit, is everyone going to think I'm rubbish? Um but only that's a, that's only a fleeting sort of image, and, and the the other thing is as well, I tend to compete probably more than I should. Um, I should be more selective in what I do. So sometimes I end up fighting uh, people way, way, way above me in you know leagues above me, world class yeah. people. Um, I just give it a go. I don't I don't give a fuck. Try you know try try my best uh, to varying results. Sometimes I do alright. Sometimes I get absolutely smashed, but um, uh, I'm an old, you know, master, master's free now, um, black belt. There's loads of people like me, but they don't compete. So I ended up fighting adults, people at full-time training, roided out of their brains. <laughs> uh, so that's what I don't like about being a I think it's funny because I just give it a go. But yeah. um, and especially like if people go, oh, you're so old and you fight. And it's like, I'm only 38, mate. What's, what's going on? <laughs> you're silver you're hair, so old. Oh, mate, standing up, you're so strong. You're like the strongest person I've ever felt. You're so old. And you're old. It's like, no, nah, mate, I'm just 38. <laughs> but um, that's, I think that's the hardest thing. It's not like a, um, as you go through the belts, less and less people compete. Um, mm. And the quality sort of goes up as well because people just sort of, they don't give up. They think, oh, I've done my one competition of the year. I'm not doing more. Um, so I don't know how many times I competed last year. Maybe 10 times. Um, I had some fucking stinkers. <laughs> but I had some good fights as well. And, and a good fight for me might be um, getting, get you know, like the Euros, for example. Uh, mm. I, I lost on a ref's decision. And um, I thought I won the fight. Um I thought I should have scored an advantage at the end anyway, not just a, not had a rest decision advantage. It was um, my strategy, my game plan, everything I'm working on, everything I trained for worked out exactly as I wanted it to. Um, but it just didn't go my way. Now, if I'd have won that fight, I'd have got a bronze medal minimum. So it's like, fuck. Frustrating. It's frustrating, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only thing really that's, that's tricky about being a black belt. And, um, I suppose uh, you've got to not not be a figurehead, but you've got to. Um, I don't cry. I suppose I cry all the time when I watch a scary film. <laughs> but you've got to sort of um, sometimes keep your emotions in check and, and be a um, an example without being too weird, because people do look up to you. Um, mm. So you don't want to let people down. So you've got to try and be a stand up stand-up guy you know what i mean not not the saying i'm perfect or i'm evil but you've got to be in you've got to be the nice middle middle zone is it like being a cult leader <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you get <laughs> yeah. back when you get back i'm gonna take uh a tithe of everyone that's giving me lip you're <laughs> <laughs> gonna see what that tithe is <laughs> you boys are so fucked <laughs> uh, Ad, if you if you if someone said to you right i've got a time machine and uh basically i can take all your knowledge of your black belt knowledge and drop you back down to white would you do it 
uh, I thought I was strong as fuck when I was a white belt. I thought I was literally like um, really strong. Yeah. I won loads of gold medals as well, but I was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so my body wouldn't be able to handle it. Now, like um, old man strength is a thing. It exists. And um, uh, it, it's hard. You get like, you obviously get knowledge of what's going and what's happening. You can, you think, you know what the technique is going to be and what the response is, but your your muscle memories and stuff, um, it, it, it's a hard fought thing. You know what I mean? You, you get that over time. Mm. But it would be interesting to see what a, a black belt knowledge inserted into a white belt would do. But you've got that now, really. So the, the amount of information that's available to anyone is a thousand times more than... When I was a white belt, someone um, showed De La Hiva guard. Wow! Spider guard, that's amazing! Whereas now, that's, you learn that as a white belt anyway. That's nothing. That was like an advanced guard in my day. Um, yeah, just different different stuff. Yeah. Are you glad you came up when you did, or would you like to do it now? So I've always trained. Um, so I got into it heavily when I uh, when I was at university, and then after after uni, um, life for me. So I had a good job. I could travel around. I could train loads of different gyms. That's why I know so many people in the country, really, because I uh, when I used to travel around of work, I'd always stop and train. So um, lifestyle afforded me the way to do it. If you know what I mean. Um, mm with cash really you know what i mean you, whereas you could pay a drop in fee and turn up and train if i was a young whippersnapper i wouldn't have had the money i'd have spent it on shandies yeah good old shandies shandies babies that's time in it boys it is chaps yeah it's all been right. lovely we miss you dave oh i still do his voice oh that's yeah favorite. all right dave yeah so i'm gonna miss you mate i'm gonna see it have you boys seen my promos? I did a promo today with a new boombox. I saw did you watch it? a boombox video. There's two. Oh, piece. There's uh, one for the kids and there's one for the adults. I did it specially. I haven't seen the adult one. I'll have to check that out. You'll watch it. It's amazing. And my daughter mixed it. She mixed it in a video, video editing software. Oh, well done. Um, yeah. Right then. All right. Chairman Cronk. Ciao, everybody. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Bye-bye. See you again. Bye.